Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast, where every week it is our goal, our aim, our mission to deliver straight to you, to people, a creative, authentic, inspiring, positive message. Um, Every week, we really just aim to promote the belief in yourself, give you something that makes you believe in yourself more, makes you believe in your purpose, helps steady you out as you walk your your life of faith each and every day, whatever that, however that may look like to you. We just believe that we want to create a conversation where we can unite people from different walks, different places of life, going through different circumstances, different situations. But we believe that we still all have the responsibility to follow the model of each one teach one. So as we learn our life lessons, we believe it's part of our collective responsibility to come together and share those life lessons. So I really appreciate the community that we're building here at Shape the Culture. Shape the Culture, I really believe that we are a family, that you, like I said, we are united, even though we're from all over, different places, different countries, um, different types of people. We're creating a conversation and bringing people together through these messages, and it's really exciting and comforting to see. And so if you are a first-time listener, I just want to say thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to check us out. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoy your time here as you listen. I hope you you hear something that you can that you can connect with and that helps you realize something that you're going through and give you some clarity and maybe some discernment. I really just let you know that you're not alone and provide you some more some mental and emotional support and some spiritual support as well. And if you're a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to check in. Thank you for continuing to join us as we live and grow each and every week as we continue these series. Um, It really means so much with all the commentary that I receive, all the conversations we're able to create, and all the feedback that you guys give me. It means everything. Um, Also, make sure that you can visit us at shapetheculture.org, and you can subscribe on any of your favorite podcasts platforms. So this week, we will be continuing our series titled Got Faith. Um, And this series has really had us focus on the story of Daniel um, and really showing us how Daniel, to me, is is a great example of what faith really looks like. And, you know, faith as this concept of being able to believe in the things that you can't see. I think David does such a great job of showing us how even when we're making moves to believe in things that we do not see and we're trying to accomplish our dreams and achieve our goals um, or gain certain accomplishments, that faith isn't always this mystical, miraculous you know, concept that is only for certain people or only for certain people that do certain things, that faith is really for everybody. Faith is an everybody, everyday thing. Um, and I think as watching Daniel make simple decision decisions such as eating vegetables and drinking water, um, asking the king for a request for more times when he's not ready to meet a deadline, we can kind of relate that more to our lives and our everyday scenarios where we're dealing with colleagues and um, friends and family members, loved ones. We're dealing with supervisors and administrators and coaches that, you know, we can Every time we ask for something, every time, you know, we make a move or we try to better ourselves or we implement a change, you know, we're taking a step of faith. And it might not be this huge, you know, oh my God type of thing, but it is this 
small practical step of faith that we're engaging in that helps move us forward. So I'm really enjoying how this series is illustrating that to us. And so this week we will be continuing with the story of Daniel. Um, This time we are going to be in chapter three and I'm going to be reading verses one through 18 and they read like this. The king built a gold statue, 90 feet high and 9 feet thick. He set it up in the plain in the province of Babylon. He then ordered all the important leaders in the province, everybody who was anybody, to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their places before the statue that the king had erected. A herald then proclaimed in a loud voice, Attention, everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen. When you hear the band strike all the trumpets and trombones, the tubas and the baritones, the drums and cymbals fall to your knees and worship the gold statue that the king has set up. Anyone who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into a roaring furnace. The band started to play, a band equipped with all the musical instruments of Babylon. and Everyone, every race, color, and creed fell to their knees and worshiped the gold statue that the king had set up. Just then, some Babylonian fortune tellers stepped up and accused the Jews. They said to the king, Long live the king. You gave strict orders, O king, that when the big band started playing, everyone had to fall to their knees and worship the gold statue. And whoever did not go to their knees and worship it had to be pitched into a roaring furnace. Well, there are some Jews here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have placed in high positions in the province of Babylon. These men are ignoring you, O king. They don't respect your gods, and they won't worship the gold statue you set up. Furious king, the king ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in. When the men were brought in, he asked, Is it true that you don't respect my gods and refuse to worship the gold statue that I have set up? I'm giving you a second chance. But from now on, when the big band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I have made. If you don't worship it, you will be pitched into a roaring furnace. No questions asked. Who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, Your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. So I really love chapter three um, because it gives us our perspective shift. And so we've been talking a lot about Daniel. You know, the book is named Daniel, so it's only right that most of the story is focused on Daniel. But when Daniel came in, when we first started this series in the first episode, we read that Daniel was never alone. Daniel always had his friends and his friends were always Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, these were his three friends. And so I love in chapter three, how after we've been watching Daniel have this faith. He has this resolve. You know, he's dedicated. He's focused on his mission. You know, Daniel has has been seen to be the leader who, you know, is saying, you know, you know what, we're not going to eat the king's food. We're going to drink water. Um, you know, we're not going to be worried about bowing down. You know, we're going to ask the king for more time. We're not worried about his execution. I'm going to save us. Um, You know, as we're reading, when Daniel is getting these promotions after doing these great things for the king, 
you know, he's requesting that his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get promoted along with him. And, you know, so he's been bringing his friends up to the top with him, which is really another lesson in faith um, and staying down. And so I really love that we're able now in chapter three to see all the effects of this. And we shift the perspective to the three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we see just how contagious faith can be. And I really believe that that was the focus for this chapter where we now see the three friends in their own situations. There's no mention of Daniel. Daniel is not coming to the rescue this time. This time, the king has not asked something that only Daniel can take care of. You know, we have three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that really now are in this position to have to make a choice for themselves. Other chapters where we've been reading, they've been kind of secondary characters to Daniel, who's the main character. But now in chapter three, they are the protagonist. And they find themselves in a difficult situation because as the text showed us, they're Jews and they've been taken under Babylonian rule and they're in Babylonian territory. And so they have a different walk of faith. They they worship different gods than the Jews. And so the king makes the statue of himself, considering himself to be on the level of the gods, and tells all the people that, you know, you either fall down and worship or you're going to be thrown into this blazing furnace. And we see that they, people have a decision to make. And, you know, as I'm reading, I had to ask myself, you know, how willing would I have been to choose the furnace? You know, or, or, would, or would I rather be more inclined to try to finesse and try to think of a way out rather than you know, staying in that that comfort space, that strong space of faith. And that's what I love. What we see the three friends do, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is that in that moment where they had to bow down, you know, they didn't spend too much time debating about it. They didn't, you know, try to ask for a compromise and ask for finesse and say, hey, well, you know, we were actually captive. You know, we actually do not worship these gods, you know, so is it okay if, you know, we don't bow. They didn't try to really explain themselves. They just didn't do it. You know, they just said that our faith is going to keep us rooted in this spot and we're just going to stand in our faith. Um, and I think that's very important for us because faith cannot waver. You know, even if faith is, is small and practical or it's huge and myst- mystical, whatever side of the fence you're on with the, with the faith, you have to be able to just stand in it and not waver. You can't go back and forth and say, okay, well, I'm going to have faith right now, but the next time I'm, I'm really not going to have that faith. Or, you know, I'm going to make a, a move on my faith. You know, I'm actually going to take a step out on my faith, but I'm not really going to believe that it's going to work. So we're just going to see how it goes because then it won't work. You know, you have to really be able to stand in it, stand on it and say, you know, this is my faith. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to stick to. And, you know, no matter what, I'm going to go through it. And we see that as we ended our reading that they were willing to go through the furnace. You know, they said that, you know, your threat means nothing to us. And I think that's such a powerful mentality that we can have as we make moves throughout our lives is that your threats mean nothing to us, whether the threats that come from our own self-doubt you know, our own imposter syndrome, our own inner judge who is who is who can be critical and demeaning, whether that's a statement to that, whether that's a statement to other people in the world who are trying to hold us down, hold us back, 
that, you know, your threat means nothing to us. You know, that no matter what, I believe that my faith is going to get me through anything. And, you know, and what I love about this is that it comes later in chapter three after we've watched them alongside Daniel make some other steps of faith. And we could see and we could read it that, you know, they weren't necessarily radicals. You know, they weren't these, you know, radical people. They weren't rebels. You know, they were just faithful. That's it. They were literally just faithful. They just chose to believe in what they believed in, even if they couldn't see it, you know, and I believe that this allowed them to remain calm and decisive. You know, they made their decision and they they just stuck by it. And to me, that is what a perfect picture of faith looks like. You know, sometimes I think when we think about faith, like I said, we either think of it as huge and mystical and we think of it as this radical, rebellious thing that, like I said, not everybody is really able to dig into. But that's not what it is. Faith is really, it can be, you know, calm and decisive. It can be strong and serene. You know, it can be courageous and bold. You know, faith can be all of these things and it allows you to stand against people, circumstances, situations and say, your threat means nothing to me. You know, and I and I have to believe that confidence is contagious. And the important part of our faith is that we never know when our faith gives us the opportunity to shine for others. And that's part of being a light that we're called to be is being able to stand in our faith because no, you you never know who's really around you paying attention to your steps of faith. And like I said, it can be those small practical things. You know, it could be something about your company or your school or even your friends and family who are asking you to make a decision that goes against everything that you believe in. And you being strong and courageous enough to say, you know what, I'm actually not going to do that. I do not feel comfortable with that. And then allowing the effect of that to multiply in ways that you won't even really be able to see or understand. Because I have to believe that when Daniel was making those steps of faith to to eat vegetables and drink water and to ask for more more time for the king when he wasn't ready to meet a deadline, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were just sitting back watching him and saying, oh, wow, okay. Okay, I see you, Daniel. That's how I can move in my faith as well. That's how I can be um, calm and serene, but still have that confidence, that hard rock confidence. Okay, and then when it was their time, you know, they were able to exude that same confidence and be a light potentially for somebody else. Because the truth is that everybody has the power to shine. And to be a light, you really have to treat others and treat your life the way that you want to be treated and how you think things are supposed to go because your faith is always going to be an example to somebody. And you may not know who, you may not know how, but when you live by faith, you're able to just understand that you're setting an example. Like I said, once you're a light, you know, you give other people the chance to be lights themselves. So it's always, you know, a good thing. It's always an act of confidence and faith to stand who you are and really just take full responsibilities for your choices. So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Coach's weekly message. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed your time here. I hope you heard something and you were able to, gain something from this message, something that really sparks something in you, something that makes you more confident in who you are and standing in who you are. Um, I hope this week that as you take those practical and those mystical steps of faith, that you stay rooted, you stay grounded, um, and you lead by the light that's inside of you. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next week.